Hello and welcome back to the Keeper Lit Podcast with me, your host, Tara Gallagher. Before I start this podcast, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to everybody who listens. Thank you so much for all of the new ratings that I've been getting. I really appreciate it and I know I've been mentioning it. So if you do um, enjoy the podcast, please make sure to hit the ratings button and give it um, whatever you feel like it's worth, but like hopefully five stars. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And also we hit 30,000 listens, which is absolutely insane to me um, that that many times have been listened to the podcast, which is wild. But I appreciate every single one of you so, so much. And yeah, let's get stuck into it. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Keeper Lit podcast. I sincerely apologise because I sound a wee bit nasally. Um, however, I am feeling much better, which is fantastic because I got hit with a very um weaponous cold there. And um, Sydney doesn't know what temperature it is, so um, you're going to have to deal with my wee nasally sounding voice. I apologise. Anyway, we're going to get stuck into this episode, and it's going to literally be about the weekends and how you can continue your fat loss journey still enjoy your weekends and have a little bit of a plan in place because everyone is amazing Monday to Friday and then come Friday 3pm everything goes out the window they spiral into next week the diet starts again on Monday because what's the point it gets the weekend and it takes them another few days to get back to it so by the following Wednesday maybe they're just about back on track and the cycle repeats again on Friday and this happens again and again and again and again and it can be very 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 demoralizing Um, So I thought, why do we not give it a good whack at explaining as much as I possibly can and giving you as many tips as I possibly can about the weekend specifically. Um, So I'll try and give you a little bit of a guide and I'm going to give you two options on how you can deal with your weekends um, throughout your fat loss journey because you have to deal with them. You cannot ignore them. And if you do ignore them, you're not going to get the results that you want or it's going to take you very, very long to get the results that you want because you'll find that you're in a deficit Monday to Friday, but at the weekends, you're pulling yourself right out of that deficit. And it can be really frigging frustrating because you're like, what the hell? Like majority of the time, which is the five days, I'm really good. And then the other days, yeah, fair enough. I'm not perfect, but you don't realize how that imperfection is actually relaying over your averages. And then you end up not losing body fat and getting frustrated and sometimes even gaining it because you're bringing yourself into so much of a surplus. So how can we combat that? So first of all, I want to start talking about balance. Okay. So before we get into the two options I'm going to give you and how to deal with it, I think balance is a bit of a myth. And I actually said this in one of the check-ins I was doing for the Thrive Girls earlier. I was like, balance for everyone looks different and what balance really means is like can you imagine if you had like two taps on it's not that always like both taps are going to be going at 50 percent some tap might be going at 70 and the other tap will be going at 30 and that might be the balance for you so example 70 percent will be your health and fitness goals and 30 percent will be your social life if previously it was more like 50 50 and you aren't getting the results that you want, you're going to have to understand that you have to, you know, ramp up the health and fitness side, look a little bit more at your calories, train a little bit more, move a little bit more, and maybe compromise a little bit on your social life. And if you're somebody who is completely unwilling to compromise their social life in any form, I'm not going to lie, it is going to be a lot harder for you because you're going to have to be a lot more stricter midweek. Now, that might work for you, but it also doesn't work for everyone. And that's why I'm going to give two options here. Balance is not the same for everyone and I'm going to talk about why this won't work for some people and also how do you become aware of like why it doesn't work for you if that makes sense and so yeah I just wanted to say that at the start that balance is completely a myth and it looks different for everybody and it's not so much that everything will just be like equal it'll just be that some things are up and some things are down and you'll give more attention to some things and you'll prioritize other things and something else has to give because you can't be 
like in a calorie deficit and have a raging social life like I don't know who's telling you that you can do that but you're going to end up having to eat absolutely barely anything and your energy is going to be really depleted so how do you balance it with being like I still can have fun I can still enjoy my bank holiday weekends but I can also get results um and also the first thing I would want to preface with this if you're somebody who is um you know wanting to have more of a social life and consider that a lot more and they value that a lot more you do also have to understand that for a lot of people that will just mean that your results will be a little bit slower like at the end of the day if you are somebody who's going to go into like a fat loss phase you're not going to drink you're not going to eat out etc you are going to get better results than somebody who is going to go out drinking once twice three times a weekend and who's going to eat out quite a lot because the calories and stuff are unknown you just have to accept that and know that um but also we're not bikini competitors here so you don't have to essentially be really strict and that's also a beauty in that as well but it's just I think accepting it makes it a little bit easier um so yeah let's get stuck into the two options so the first option I'm going to talk about which is going to be kind of brief because the second option is going to be a lot more in depth and I'm also going to tell you how I would outline the section second option the first one is to treat the weekend like you would any other day so like monday friday same thing monday saturday same thing for example if you're eating 1800 calories a day you eat 1800 calories every single day monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday you do it every single day on the same amount of calories you do the same actions on monday as you do on saturday and sunday and this may work for a lot of people i know that in some seasons of my life this works really well for example if i'm like saving and i know that i'm not going to go out so much i'm like you know what for me it's actually better to treat monday um and friday and saturday and sunday like the exact same so essentially you're not changing much at the weekends yeah you don't have the same routines etc obviously you're off work but you still eat in your same amount of calories, you still hit your same protein, you still hit your steps, you might even do a training session at the weekends, etc. You just see every day as like basically the same. And while some people might be like, that's so boring, I don't want to do that, that works a lot really well for a lot of people, especially if you're somebody who has a very all or nothing mindset. If you take that approach a lot, and um, you might find it better. It also is sometimes better for people who have more of like a restrict in the uh, week and a more of like a binge lifestyle at the weekend they might find it better to find a little bit more balance of like treat every day the exact same if you want to do that and that's a really good option and I think people will be like that's boring I don't want to do that but actually you can still have more balance within that like for example on the weekend you might not hit your protein target like 100% so if you're going for like 120 grams of protein you could still eat within the 1800 calories but maybe get like 100 grams of protein or something or you might still be able to factor in eating out and stuff 1800 calories you're not overthinking that if that makes sense so yeah what I was basically saying is for a lot of people who maybe don't have huge social lives or on weeks where you don't have a very big social event or you know you're not going out drinking or meeting up with friends or brunch etc etc how do you essentially deal with this um you just be a little bit more I guess equal on every single day and that means you can still maybe have like a little bit of um like a, a pizza or something like that like it still fits in um and it's not the exact exact same but it's very very similar to like your monday to friday routine because that makes it easier for you because you like routine okay so that's option one is to treat every day the exact same because our bodies love routine and that might work really really well for you okay now option two i think is going to be where a majority of people are going to sit specifically if you're somebody who has a really big social life and secondly if you're 
also somebody who likes to do option one most of the time, you can employ option two some of the time, which is also great. So this is kind of like a blueprint of your weekends, right? So option two offers you more flexibility. Um, it offers you, I guess, like more of a balance if you want to have more social life in your life. Um, and if that makes sense, because it's not, it's again, balance is different for everyone. But if you have maybe more of a chaotic social life, if you have a wedding coming up, a christening coming up, if you've got an event coming up, a family party coming up, if you're going away for the weekend, like with your partner or with your friends, um, something like that, this will offer you a lot more flexibility. Um, but I also have a lot of prefaces with this um, second option because there's a lot to bring into play here. And the first thing I'm going to talk about before I get into how you get that flexibility and what it is that you have to do in order to get that, I'm going to start this by saying that this is not going to work for everybody. So I need you to understand that some people will not agree with this methodology at all. Um, for some people who specifically find that there are people who over restrict and then overeat um, and have like a binge restrict cycle, not so much uncontrollable binge eating. And I, I'd rather say overeating, but people don't really relate to that. But essentially binge eating is condition where you physically cannot stop um, eating like it's out of your control whereas overeating is like intentional overeating even though you feel like it might be not intentional if you basically were told to stop or wanted to stop you could stop you just don't does that make sense um, and people kind of get confused between the two of them anyway what I'm basically saying is if you're in one of those people who are like re very restrictive like eats 1200 calories and then eats loads and then feels like they've fallen off the bandwagon this may not be the best for you, but it also might be if you know how to do it correctly. The other thing I want to say, and this is something that happened to me when I was younger, when I was um, going through like my first proper fat loss, um, I had a coach who was quite strict, etc. Now I signed up for that. I'm not even going to get into that. However, I had a very, very busy social life. I drank a lot of alcohol um, and I still got insane results, but my body was under so much stress because I was literally putting it under so much stress. I was expecting to be able to go ham every weekend and get the results. And I did get both. But what happened was my body was under chronic stress. My um, period went away. I was literally sore 24 seven, like a revoltrol and stuff on my muscles. Like I was just doing too much and I was very exhausted all of the time. Like when I look back at those times, I'm like, I was like a shell of a human because I was trying to keep up with just too much. And whilst I was able to succeed with it, it, it just was like too full on both things. Like I was too restrictive in order to have balance and it ended up not being very good for my relationship with my body or myself or food. And it took me a long time to heal from that. So I also want to just preface that out there to say like, whilst you can employ this sometimes it's not going to work every single weekend if you want to be somebody who who eats like very little during the week and then a lot a lot of the weekends over time that can create issues for you if that makes sense I hope that that makes sense um but everyone is different and I'm not going to just paint everyone with the same brush as well so yeah I'm basically just saying um you can't really expect yourself to not get a little bit exhausted in the second methodology because you're going out a lot more, you're getting less sleep, you're drinking a lot more, which obviously impacts your mental health, your physical health, it impacts your rest, you're more likely to spiral into like the next week, etc. You're just putting a lot more stress on your body, but also you are having a lot more fun. So there's a lot more variables in the second option. And I wanted to get them all out there before I got into what it is that you need to do. And I have a full episode on it as well, but I think it makes more context when I give it the way I'm giving it now. Anyway, 
we've gotten over that, um, I'll go into how you're going to do it. So essentially what it is in order for you to be able to do that and have more flexibility at the weekend is to take your calories per day and multiply it by seven. So I'm going to give you the option that you've got 1800 calories per day. So 1800 calories multiplied by seven means that you've got 12,600 calories. So Monday to Friday, what you're going to do is have 1600 calories, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So you're going to have less calories in the middle of the week and then have more at the weekend. So that would mean that from Monday to Friday, you eat 8,000 calories in total, meaning at the weekend, you have 4,600 to have over two days. So 4,600 would mean that maybe on Saturday, you choose to have 2,500. And then on Sunday, you want to have 2,100 because again, you might be a little bit hungover and you want to have more flexibility and having like a takeout or something like that there. Um, or you could be somebody who would be like, I'll have 3,000 on the Saturday because it's like a huge event. And then I'll go back to my normal intake on the Saturday because actually what people don't really realize is that your body doesn't really know if it's in a deficit every single day or if it's in a deficit um on average it just works on averages but there is again prefaces with this because if you're somebody who does the exact same thing every day you'll notice that all of your measurements or stats etc are a lot more consistent whereas if you're somebody who does a second methodology of calorie banking you will notice that your weight fluctuates up and down a lot more um but what does happen is still overall you'll lose the body fat if that makes sense um and it will probably be a little bit slower because obviously you're out you're not going to be tracking as specifically um as you were before does that make sense so yeah that's basically what calorie banking is i've explained that very very quickly so hopefully you'll be able to re-listen to that but again what it is is just having less calories during the week to have more at the weekend which suits a lot of people and you'll also hear that when i said 1800 calories i didn't say you eat 1000 monday to friday and then you eat way more at the weekend you don't need to keep that much like every single day you're only saving 200 which over the week will add up to a thousand extra calories to be able to have at the weekend there because you've got two by five monday to friday having an extra thousand calories what you don't want to do is to have it like uncontrolled for example eating like 1100 calories and then having loads the weekend because that will probably be too much and you will end up in a binge restricts type cycle or you know overeating undereating and it can really impact your relationship with food it can also give you serious digestive issues etc and it can just not be great for you in general even though you think it's great what happens is you undereat you undereat you undereat your hunger catches up with you three days later and then you can't stop eating and it just feels terrible so i wouldn't recommend being too harsh on it but also knowing that you can do it a little bit now i've also had clients who try this and it works incredibly well um I've also had other clients who've tried this and it does not work very well and they are way better off doing option one and how I what I mean by this is like be aware of yourself in the Monday to Friday if you find that the lower calories you're finding it really ridiculously hard to stick to and you're having high protein you're having high volume foods you're trying your best like you've done the best that you can but you just find it really hard to stick to I would not recommend this because you're only going to end up overeating and overeating tenfold and that is what happens to people if they don't suit this methodology so um that's how i would recommend that if that makes sense um so now i'm going to go into a little bit about drinking because drinking is obviously a huge part of our culture drinking is a part of a specifically irish culture and 
very much so it's like in our roots to be like big drinkers it's like a badge of honor etc um I feel like there's a lot of pressure to drink although it's getting better um there's also a lot more people now drinking less and there's a lot more people being open with how alcohol impacts them um I think that there's like a balance to be had with alcohol if you do have um the capacity to have a good relationship with it then I don't think there's any issue with alcohol we can see it in so many cultures whereby they're able to actually drink alcohol and enjoy it um, and it can be like a really celebratory family relaxing you know way to have it in your life if it's in the capacity that you're in control of it um, and I think our culture is very different to that now I also want to say I've been through many stages with drink I've been through many stages with alcohol I tore the R side of it when I was in the university um, I didn't really know you know how bad it was like I obviously understand that it's not good for you but I didn't really you know I didn't take it on, into consideration so if you've never taken it into consideration either then that's completely fine however I do believe the older you get the more you understand how it impacts you and how it doesn't make you feel very good um, and whilst there'll be some people who like absolutely love the sesh love the crack there's also a lot more people who actually don't and who aren't really open to talking about it or saying about it and um, I'm definitely one of those people who went from being a big sesh gremlin to really not being a sesh gremlin anymore I know what I love I know what I value and personally for me alcohol just doesn't really fit into that anymore um, and there's nothing wrong with that that is okay um, I think the anxiety and the stress and just the pressure alcohol was putting on my body after just to me wasn't really worth it all the time I still drink I drink whenever I want to drink I will give myself permission to go out on the sesh if I want to it probably won't look like the way it used to look like my version of the sesh um and if I want to go out like with my partner etc for a drink or like a wee bev with my friends I have no problem doing that but it's 100% when I want to do it I never ever drink anymore when I'm like I don't really want to like if I ever think like oh, I'm not really in the mood I just won't do it I was like oh yeah I'll come but I'll just drink something else um and I just think we need to normalize first of all like the fact that like drinking needs to stop being so like normalized um or calling people out like if you're listening to this and you do love the drink and love the sesh but like never put pressure on your friends um to drink or like be like well you're so boring like whatever like just like no problem grand like do you want to come for a drink with me like I'm gonna have one um and don't feel bad either if you're listening to this being like well I love the sesh there's there's nothing wrong with that if it's what you want but if there is a part of you that's just like I do want to be able to do it but I also maybe want to do it a little bit less because my mental and physical well-being is just being impacted by it and actually it's a lot of the time to do with like the friends we also have and I'm not saying get rid of your friends but if your friends are really into it and you're not it can be super hard um but it is important that you also understand that like it's your life it's your health it's your well-being and yeah, whilst you're there for the three hours you're drinking together, they're not always there the day or three days later when you still got riddled with anxiety. So make sure you're surrounding yourself as well with some people that maybe do a little bit of both or give options as well. Like they're not, it's not always your friends, like, you know, capacity um, that has to provide it for you. But like, you can also like open up opportunities to be like, we could do other things, you know, that don't involve alcohol. Like we could go for like a swim together or a walk together or a coffee together or a brunch that doesn't involve alcohol or, you know, go to some random painting, pottery painting. There's loads of wholesome activities you can do that don't involve the drink. So yeah, I just wanted to give those as options and say that um, there's a lot of options when it comes to drinking. Now, I'm gonna be more helpful for the people who do wanna drink. I'm going to go into how I would do it on a calorie deficit because you can do it and 
I'm not going to sit back and say that you can't do it because yeah and anyone who tells you to just cut alcohol out completely for 12 weeks or whatever whilst that will be a benefit for you 100% cutting it out for 12 weeks and then going ham straight after it is probably not going to be good for you if you know that in the long term you're going to have it in your diet or in your lifestyle you're better off getting a good relationship with knowing how you can like balance the both of them than to cut it out for a period of time and then go 12 fold on it afterwards if that makes sense so if I were to go out drinking um I always ask myself first of all do I want to do this right that's the ultimate question you have to ask yourself do I want to do this and know that sometimes you're going to sit in and be like oh I kind of regret not going out like I remember at the start I found it really hard because I was saying no and like my boyfriend would go out and stuff and I was just like I really don't want to but then I would be in and I'd be like what am I doing like you're young etc but then I never regretted it like after that one hour of FOMO when I like got myself all sorted and went to bed and woke up the next day and like had a nice day and did whatever I wanted to do I never ever regretted it ever like there was never and also I was like if you really want to go get changed and you can go meet them so know that it is a little bit hard at the very beginning but ask yourself if you want to do it and then if your answer is no stick to your guns if your answer is yes follow the next steps so first of all I said do you want it second of all is whenever you're drinking you're gonna want to try and stick to low calorie spur no low calorie tonics and spurts because you get more bang for your buck and I'm talking specifically if you're going ham like we're going out tonight like multiple drinks are going to be involved just because you're get more bang for your buck on those than you would if you had like 10 pints so if you're going to have like 10 slimline tonics with vodka and um, you're going to have less calories in that than you would in 10 pints for example right um obviously if you're somebody who gets wired on like spirits and you just can't drink them then that's nil boy don't do something like that there i'm just saying that if this was like a case of like you could drink really anything then you're going to get more bang for your buck on those um, in comparison. However, what you won't get more bang for your buck for is if you drink pints normally and you usually have three pints, but instead you've actually drank like 10 vodkas because they go so much quicker. You also need to realize the comparison of the two. So something that you can do if you really want to be like in control is like give yourself a limit number of drinks if you want to have a limit number. Or you could just in general be like, what I'm going to do is rather than having like 10 pints, which I normally do, or five pints and then swap over to the spirits, I'll have um, just spirits and low calorie tonics or I'll have one pint because I love the pint and then I'll move off it. Same with cocktails. Cocktails have hundreds of calories. But if I know I'm going out with the gals and we're going to get cocktails, what I'll do is get one cocktail and then I'll swap over to uh, like vodka, slimline tonic with lime, which is my drink, um, or tequila, slimline tonic with lime wedge lime not an actual bit of lime not a a hate lime cordial but like physical lime is what I'm talking about anyway not that anybody needs to know my drink order but if you ever meet me out and you did want to buy me one (laughs) I'm just kidding um but yeah that's what I would ultimately do if I was drinking on those night outs because you don't get the same satisfaction as you do on the first one so I'll have an espresso martini and then move off it onto something else because I don't need those those high calorie drinks and yeah the other thing is that I would do is drink water which is probably controversial when your friends are like what are you doing um but just go and take a wee sip of water every few drinks because hydration is one of the reasons that you feel horrendous the next day so every few drinks I'll always drink water or I'll buy or not buy sorry or I'll get like a pint glass of water and sit on the table or just order water for everyone at the table if you're out for like food um also this is really underrated but like I don't understand when people be drinking like what do you call it like what do you call them slushy cocktails 
like strawberry daiquiris to wash down like their burgers and chips you do not need to drink alcohol while you're physically eating the food like have your drink before have your drink after but when you're eating the food unless you're having like steak and wine in a steak restaurant I would just drink water when you're eating the meal um because you just are essentially drinking it to wash the food down but you're not even getting the benefit of it so don't do that I wouldn't recommend that if that you're if you're going as fat loss which sounds pretty stupid but there again you've saved yourself maybe one or two drinks whilst you're having the meal and um, the next thing would be to sometimes what I do as well whenever I not just on a fat loss phase because these tips also are fantastic for people who just drink and um, well some of them are whenever it comes to cutting down alcohol every few drinks if or if I'm done drinking like I might have two drinks I'm like actually not really viable with continuing drinking so what I'll do is just get the tonic so I'll get a slimline tonic and a wedge lime and nobody will know I'll be like can you put that in a gin glass for me please and they'll be like yeah absolutely nobody has a fucking notion what you're doing so it's iconic you're not drinking you don't have to be asked answering the questions from those annoying people who keep shoving the drink down your throat and you'll feel better the next day so it's a win-win and the next one is the tea and toast theory and I've actually mentioned this on my Instagram before um, so after your night out, what happens essentially is you end up falling into the chipping. You know, we've all been there. Like, I'm not saying you're never going to do it again, but if your goal is fat loss, you ideally don't want to do that because you're probably going to rack up like three or 4,000 calories with the curry chip and the cheese on top and the burger and the pizza. Like the appetite just be through the roof, but actually your body can't control its like hunger levels whenever you're drinking alcohol. It doesn't know them. So you just think like chippy is what I need right however what I need you to do is make a promise with yourself that you're not allowed to have a chippy after instead you're going to go home you're going to have a cup of tea you're going to have some toast and you're going to debrief with your partner your friends your mum whatever it is I love nothing more than my mum picking me up after a night out coming out the road with my friends getting into the house having some tea and toast and debriefing the crack that went on in the town we love it we all love it right but you don't need to go into the chippy too you can just derail that and then you'll have to save yourself like two or three thousand calories so use the tea and toast theory anytime you're going out and you're hungry afterwards. Um, okay, the next one is hangovers. So the next day, what alcohol is mainly bad for is the day after or the next day or whatever it is, um, you just feel shit. So you're more likely to not stick with what you're supposed to be doing. You're hungover, you're on the sofa, you haven't done your steps, you missed the workout this week, so you didn't get that done either. You're just feeling like absolute shit. And now you want a Chinese. Somebody mentioned the word Chinese, and you're like, yes, absolutely. You've had four whisper goals for breakfast, uh, two cans of monster, a Lucasade, and now you're getting Mackies on in the way through the town, and now it's evening time and somebody said Chinese, and now you want a Chinese too. So you can see how that went from like zero to one hundred real quick, right? And whilst in the grand scheme of things, yes, it's only one day, I do want you to understand if anything like that ever does happen, you're human, pick up the next day and stop worrying about what you've done. However, if you can eliminate that mindset of like, I went out last night, I deserve all this stuff. You went out last night, you had your fun, that was your deserving, now you're back on where you're supposed to be. Um, that doesn't mean you can't fit like some treats in, it doesn't mean that you can't have, you know, whatever you want, but you still also have to understand that like balance needs to be had here. So for example, the next day instead of um having like your overnight oats that you'd normally have like you can have a bagel with bacon or whatever on it like that's not going to kill your calories you can use turkey bacon etc and um, some people find that they're not even hungry after um nights out but some people are absolutely ravenous you can have a few snacks in the house that you know that you really enjoy but try your best as best as you can to stay on track as you previously were and then also at night time you can have like a fake away like you can make some food you can also instead of going to get a domino's go and get like a pizza 
um, out of like the fresh island ads or whatever, you again see yourself thousands of calories. Make those little swaps that are better than what the other option would have been, if that makes sense. And it will save you so much. The other thing I would recommend for people is a lot of the time Sunday is your reset day. So have a non-negotiable to be like, I know I'm hungover, but I'm going to get the um, food into the house. I promised myself I was going to go out, but I was also going to do this. Or do it on the Saturday so you have it in for the Monday and don't let it spiral into day two, three, four, five, etc. Right? You have to have boundaries, plan ahead, and then execute the plan for the week ahead, if that makes sense. Okay. Now, the next bit I'm going to talk about is what I specifically would do on a weekend or a week that I was maybe going out for food. So ideally, if I had like a big event or I was going for like botanist brunch or whatever it is, I'll talk about botanist brunch actually after because that one's a completely different one. But if I was going to like say, uh, I don't know, a big party with a meal on a night out um, on a Saturday night, what I would do. I would ideally try a bit of the calorie banking, so save like 100 or 200 calories. Um, and then come Saturday, this is what my food would essentially look like. I wrote it down for you all. So in the morning, I would have a low calorie, high volume food, which would I probably most likely for me would be like protein, yogurt, and shitloads of berries, etc., because they're really high in volume and low in calorie. Something like that would be super filling. And I'll probably have my first food if I can not at like 12 because I don't intermittent fast but like instead of having at 8 that I normally have it maybe I'll try and push it to like 10 or something and um, if I can if not I'll just have it at 8 and just have a low calorie high volume food um, and then an hour or two hours later I'll have like a coffee and um, coffee is amazing and it is uh delicious it is also an appetite suppressant and I'm not suggesting that you use it as an appetite suppressant but I'm just saying that I also do drink coffee so this is where it would go in I never drink coffee on an empty stomach because um if for other reasons your cortisol levels and I have terrible cortisol levels so that's what I don't do anyway that's what I would have in between then I would um and like that coffee I'm not saying it has to be an instant coffee you could go out for a coffee with your friends you could get a americano with a dash of milk I'd prefer actually iced americanos with milk I don't know I feel like they're nicer or I would get a skinny flat white because those are my two orders and they would fit fine into my plan for lunch then again I would have something that's again high in protein um nice and filling has fruit and vegetables in it because that's going to keep me fuller for longer and it's got less calories in it um so something like a tuna wrap with like cucumber tomatoes loads of lettuce and a side salad and um a little bit of cheese or something and then an orange or two on the sides which again high volume will keep me nice and full for longer and then we're going out for dinner so you can see i didn't skip any meals there but i had lower calorie stuff um that would fit in so for example if my overall daily intake is usually 1800 calories that would be less than 800 calories that I've even ate now and I've got over a thousand to have for my dinner and my drinks even if I didn't calorie bank you can see how that's a good option there so if I never calorie banked I would still do this on a weekend if I knew I was going out for dinner in the evening my thing is that I like to keep like 800 to a thousand calories for a night for a dinner out or drink dinner and drinks whatever I won't go and have like 200 calories and then keep the rest of the day because I know that I'll just get wasted nobody likes people who are absolutely wasted and the night out won't even be fun so I would always keep like 800 to 1000 calories roughly if I can and um, before I go and have my meal out now again I want to note something if you are somebody who finds that they're starving before they go out I would really actually recommend having a snack before you go because if you have a snack like a yogurt or something like that there 
you will be less likely to overeat when you go out which is a very underrated tip so instead of having like 100 calorie yogurt you go out and you have like five six seven hundred calories extra on something because you're just ravenous and you can't stop eating and you eat so quickly your body doesn't know that you're full so don't go out hungry um and that's what I mean by having the majority of my calories left over for the night time so that I can have my food and my drinks to go out on a night out so I hope that that was very in-depth I feel like that was really in-depth I gave you the two options and how I would plan out the week and what I would do if I had an event on um for the weekend that was specifically if I was going out for like dinner or dinner and drinks type vibes in the evening um also other things I would make sure I've done I would make sure I've got all my steps done during the week make sure all my workouts and stuff are done before the Saturday night um because otherwise I know I'm not going to go to the gym on the Sunday even if you know you're gonna be dying hungover on the Sunday what you can do is increase your steps overall during the week um and then have them a little bit lower at the weekend because again your body works on averages um the other things I would say about that is like you can already tell like that's going to be exhausting because your energy deficit is lower during the week you're increasing your expenditure during the week you're also going on a night out you're drinking alcohol you're drinking foods that aren't very nutritious you're having the crack but I'm just explaining this um you're having less sleep you're more exhausted so it is just harder on your body to live this way or and do this but also sometimes that's just the way life is the best thing that you can do is get as much sleep as you can catch up on yourself and then go ahead on you do not need to over restrict the following week as you can see this is all within the week that I've talked about it you don't need to compensate the following week and be like I have to eat less and less and less and less and because of last weekend feel like you're constantly catching up on yourself just catch up on your sleep um, and make sure you try and get a little bit more if you can go to bed a little bit earlier drink plenty of fluids and you'll be absolutely flying so I hope that that was really really helpful because I feel like I broke it down as best as I possibly could I'm gonna just before we end it off give you two more examples of what I would do in events of like say a wedding so also what I didn't really talk about here which I talk about a lot is just like knowing what your values are so that you can live in alignment with them that way you can say yes to events that are like a fuck yes and no to events that aren't that's what I mean by saying like compromise not sacrifice there's gonna be events that when you're in a calorie deficit you're probably gonna have to say no to um, but not every single event no not at all um but you also need to be realistic that there probably will be some that you're kind of just like I can skip out on that I don't really need to go to that um and that's just me being honest because it would be a lot easier for you but say you've got a wedding on and it's like a cousin or something and it's really important to you again do the exact same thing try the calorie banking um during the week do not absolutely starve yourself by any means um just try the calorie bank and you'll have more for the weekend try get your workouts in try and get your steps in also know that you're going to be dancing and stuff as well at the wedding so you'll have a ball you'll probably not be able to control much on the day of the wedding but you can control your breakfast so again i would have the same thing like um a big portion of yogurt with loads of fruit and a coffee in the morning and then most of the time what happens while well, i'm talking about irish weddings here but you know you'll have like you'll go to the chapel and then after you might stop at a hotel for a sandwich or whatever um or some soup I would have a little whatever you want there I wouldn't go for like burgers and chips but I'd have like soup and a sandwich or whatever it is or I don't know what's usually offered and then you'll have your dinner in the evening I would just say eat the dinner enjoy it like don't freak out about it don't worry about it you're at a family wedding I would recommend eating until you're full rather than just continuing eating so that's what I mean by like not not eating in the morning because if you don't eat in the morning you'll be really hungry and then you'll feel really bloated and uncomfortable at the wedding which is what you want to avoid and um, so just have the food at the wedding have the dessert have the cake have the crack and pick up the next day and just move on from it don't feel bad about it because it's really important that you value it 
the last one then I'll talk about is bottomless brunch or events like that there so bottomless brunch um is obviously like an all-day drinking event you probably are not going to know like how long that's going to go on for or whatever um but I would probably do the exact same thing calorie bank for Monday to Friday um at the weekend I would make sure I get all of my workouts and stuff in my steps in the morning of the bottomless brunch personally I always like to get like a workout in I don't know why like anytime I have an event on like a Saturday I'm just like it makes me feel good if I have like you know done some form of exercise even if that's just a walk um or my gym session but anyway all my gym sessions will be done so I can just enjoy it I would again implement the same thing I ideally probably wouldn't go to bottomless brunch like starving unless brunch is at like 10 a.m um I would probably have some yogurt again some fruit my little coffee and then go and enjoy myself on the bottomless brunch bottomless brunches as well the thing is just like drinking some water during it and making sure that you um you know don't you're probably going to go overboard but like try your best to look after yourself when you're at the bottomless drunk at the brunch you'll probably get drunk enjoy yourself don't freak about it you're there you're young you're having fun with your friends but make sure it's just a choice that you want to do and something that you want to have fun with as well because that's super super important um but yeah I hope that that was really helpful I hope that was really beneficial if anyone has any questions do let me know I really appreciate you guys who listen to the podcast um the crack I hope that that was very helpful if you find it helpful make sure to share it with a friend um or share it on your stories and tag me I really appreciate it if you do um or let me know how you find the podcast I really appreciate everyone who listens as I said at the start of the episode we have hit 30,000 listens which is absolutely incredible to me um and I hope that this helps somebody out there and if you have a little second I really appreciate it if you would just hit the review button on your apple or a spotify podcast and hopefully it'll hit five stars but i really appreciate you taking the time out to do that and i hope you have a great day keep relit